the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. As much as I'd like to think I would have passed the test of faith that confronted Noah, I'm not so sure I would have. Join us today as Pastor Rander explains how daunting the task God presented to Noah was and how much faith it took to execute God's plan in this message, Noah, a man of faith. He'll be teaching from a number of scriptures, so get pen and paper ready as we begin. We need some preachers of righteousness today. We don't need people with little poems and little sayings. We don't need sermonettes. Sermonettes make Christianettes. We don't need little little sayings and little shorties. We need somebody that can stand bold and flat-footed and preach the uncompromising gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. We don't need wimps in the pulpit. We need strong folk in the strong people in the pulpit. That's not a shame of your faces. If you want me to preach shorter. Start smiling because when you frown, I'm thinking you're not getting the message and it's going to make me have to preach to you a little bit longer. So if you want me to shorten this message, better show everything you got teeth wise. Nor was a preacher of righteousness in a spiritually dead land in which he preached for 120 years. He may not have appeared to be successful from the world's perspective because only his family got into the ark after 120 years of preaching. Isn't that something? Preaching that long. And only his family get aboard that ark. However, Noah was successful from God's perspective, even though not from the world's perspective. He was successful from God's perspective, perspective in that he obeyed God and remained faithful to God in the midst of a perverted and wicked generation. Even in ministry today, so many saints look at success as great big buildings. Many saints look at success as laws congregations. So many saints today look at the success of a church with great big million dollar budgets. So many churches and people look at success with popularity and how many baptism and how many were added to the church membership. My friend, Noah had none of this and yet God was pleased with him and blessed him because he was faithful and did what God told him to do even though he didn't receive the results, see the results that he thought he would see. Don't worry. You just be faithful. Say be faithful. Just be faithful. Just be. God blesses faithfulness. The faithfulness of Noah pleased God. Let's transition now to God's instructions to Noah. God's instruction to Noah. The account is found in Genesis chapter 6, verses 17 through 22. It says, and behold, I myself am bringing flood waters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. But I will establish my covenant with you, Noah, and you shall go into the ark, you, your sons, your wives, and your sons' wives with you. 
And of every living thing of all flesh, you shall bring two of every sort in the ark to keep them alive with you. And they shall be male and female of the birds after their kind, of animals uh, after their kind, and of every creeping thing on the earth after his kind. Now, some of y'all wouldn't get on that ark because of all those creeping things. You start looking at the spiders and the worms. and I ain't getting on that ark. You better get yourself on that ark and get over those bugs, you're going to die. Some of y'all have died because you wouldn't get on the ark because of bugs. Because of bugs. Creeping, creepy things on the earth after its kind. Two of every kind will come to you to keep them alive and you shall take for yourselves all the food that is eaten. Just, in other words, whatever's clean and edible, nor put it on. Put it on. Just stack up. Just keep stacking up. I'll keep the count. Don't even count. Just Put it in there. Put it corn. Put it in there. Collard greens. Put it in there. Put it in there. Yeah, cabbage. Put it in there. Uh huh. Put it in there. Pears. Put it in there. That's right. Put it in there. Keep putting it in there. Put it in. Put it in. Put it in. Fill it up. And you shall gather it to yourself, and it shall be food for you and for them. Who is them? The animal kingdom and the bugs. Thus Noah did according to all that God, I love that theme again, here it is again. Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. My friend, God tells Noah that he's going to destroy all flesh which has breath of life and gives Noah specific instructions to preserve his life, to preserve his family, as well as others who would heed God's warning through Noah which they did not do. The scripture says in Genesis chapter 6 verse 17, and behold I myself am bringing flood waters on the earth to destroy from under heaven all flesh in which is the breath of life. Everything that is on the earth shall die. My friend, I submit to you today that God is never foggy with his instructions. He is never ambiguous with his instruction, and he is never unclear with his instructions, which means we can never say we didn't obey God because we did not understand what God instructed us to do. God is always direct, and he's always clear with his divine instructions as to what he will have us to do. My friend, Noah comprehensively prepared the ark as God instructed and left no detail undone. Now, some of y'all, if y'all were in Noah's shoes, you'd have sunk that ark. You'd have sunk the ark. You say, how? Because you'd have cut corners. Like some of you do in school. You you get cliff notes and this and that. You Google everything. Don't learn that you pretend you know stuff. People cheating and cutting, sliding, and just trying to get by. Some of you doing just enough to get by. And you know what? If Noah had done just enough to get by, he'd have sunk that ark. He had to build it precisely. He had to build it with precision. He had to build it accurately. He had to build it patiently. He had to build it in the wisdom of God. He didn't cut a corner. He didn't take shortcuts. He worked hard and he did it just like God said. You know why some of y'all can't make the progress you ought to be making? Because you take too many shortcuts in your life. 
You want the easy way. But everything that's worth something is not easy. You got to pay the price. You got to roll up your sleeve. And sometimes you have to work by the sweat of your brow if you're going to make progress in this life. Partial obedience would have been fatal to Noah and to all who were in the ark because the slightest deviation from God's instruction would have put the ark at risk of destabilization and sinking. But here we go again. In Genesis chapter 6, verse 17, it says, Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. There that theme is again. I'm trying to drive that point home. Why don't you repeat that after me? If it's good for Noah, it's good for us today. Amen? Repeat it after me. Thus Noah did according to all that God commanded him, so he did. Man, you said it kind of weak because you, you know, you know, you, I, I want you to get this in your spirit. I want it to resonate in your spirit. And I want you to say it a little bit louder. You know, when you get upset, you talk loud. I want you to talk in joy and enthusiasm so that you, whatever God tells you to do, you do it because God told you to do it. Now, I want you to raise the voice and I want you to say it again. Thus, nor did, according to all that God commanded him. So he did. did. Now stand up. I'm going to change this thing on you without tampering with Holy Scripture. Thus I will do according to all that God tells me. So I will do. So help me God. Now don't be lying in God's house. Have a seat. Have a seat. Thus, Noah did according to all that God commanded him. So he did. We must obey God even when his instructions do not make sense and does not seem logical to our little small human finite minds. Noah had a very difficult assignment, but in his heart he knew that with God all things are possible. God specializes in doing things that don't make sense. You can't put God in a box. God is so wide you can't go around him. So high you can't go over him. He got so much depth you can't go under. He got so much width you can't go through it. Listen, just accept God for what he said and just do it even when it doesn't make sense. My God is a big God. Some of you don't get anywhere because your dream's too little. But you got, if God is that big, you ought to have big dreams. If God is that big, you ought to have big plans. God, God is that big, you ought to be doing big things for God. You ought to have a big vision for God. God wants to use you in a big way right this very moment. Noah had a very difficult assignment, but in his heart, he knew that with God, all things are possible. For the scripture says in Hebrews eleven seven, by faith, Noah being divinely warned of things not yet seen, moved with godly fear, prepared an ark for the saving of his household. My friends, don't expect people to understand what God is telling you to do. Don't try to get uh, permission 
permission from man, man will cause you to miss your blessing. Following people. Stop following people. Follow God. Don't follow the politician. Follow God. Don't follow the television. Follow God. Don't follow the media. Don't follow social media. Follow God. Don't follow a fool lest they make a fool out of you. You follow God. I have made up my mind to follow Jesus. No turning back. If no one joined me, still I will follow. No turning back. No turning back. The cross uh, before me, the world behind me, I have decided to follow Jesus. Some folk will send you straight to hell when you're following people that are hell bound. My friend, I submit to you, don't expect people to understand what God is telling you to do. People will often respond through ridicule. I imagine Noah had the mockery. I imagine Noah had the negativity and skepticism. Just hear and obey the voice of Almighty God. Genesis chapter 7 verse 5 says, and Noah, there it is again, and Noah did according to all that the Lord commanded him. And Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. And Noah did all that the Lord had commanded him. Noah was the talk of the town. He was a talk of the town. Matter of fact, not just a town. He was a talk of the whole region. I bet he made the, uh, I bet he made the, 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 the chronicle of the times, of the post of the times. Uh, he was the talk of the reason. Let's take the account of Noah now and shift it from way back yonder all the way to here right now in the 21st century. If he were building the ark today, and we had never seen rain, this event would have been the top news story on Fox News, CNN, and social media. The whole world would be watching. Marketing strategists would commercialize the event, sell tickets, and make millions. Then there come the slow tour buses that would slowly drive by and the announcer on the bus would say, here's a crazy preacher who is building on ark because he says there's an imminent flood coming that's going to destroy the whole world. He is telling us to cry out. He is telling us to repent and he's telling us to turn to God for salvation. The onlookers would call Noah, if it were today, a lunatic. They would call him senseless. He, he says it's going to rain. The meteorologists say Noah's prediction is real, irrational because it has never rained before. Matter of fact, what is rain? Yet Noah and his family ignored the naysayers. Noah and his family ignored the mockers. Noah and his family ignored the laughters and the skeptics and kept building the Og, let me tell you something. If they call you names, you keep talking about Jesus. You keep building the Og. If they look at you kind of funny, don't worry about them looking. Realize Jesus is your help in the time of storm. Just keep preaching the word. Just keep living the word. Keep being that gospel example. Don't you dare bow down to the bells of America. You stand your ground and you testify that Jesus is God and he's Lord all by himself. And you keep building in the kingdom for the glory of God. Noah had a long, difficult, divine assignment. And yet he refused to quit. He kept on building 
And he kept on building and he kept on preaching and he kept on building. 120 years building, preaching, building, preaching, preaching, building, preaching, building, building, preaching, even though he didn't see the fruits of his labor. Yet so many in ministry today and in the Lord today have no problem quitting. They leave ushering. They leave Sunday school. They leave prayer meeting. They leave the choir. They leave the media. They get tired, but they drag themselves to work to make to make that extra dollar. Little drop of rain, you stop and won't even come to church, but you go to work in a flood. My friend, God is getting tired of these so-called coasting little to no good saints. Yet so many in ministry today have no problem quitting and leaving their divine assignment, and others haven't even got started. Some of you, if you were to die today, there will be no adjustments that have to be made in the church. There'll be no vacancies in the ensemble, no vacancies in the tutorial ministry, no vacancy in the prison ministry, no vacancy in the homeless ministry that we have, no vacancy in the media ministry, no vacancies in the children's ministry. Nothing has to change because you, all you did was come and heat up a seat and go home and eat your pork chops. Where is your passion and where is your commitment? Saints quit because of unappreciation. They quit because of disrespect. They quit because of burnout. They quit because they become weary in well-doing. They quit because they become distracted. They quit because they lose their focus. They quit because they are levels of pleasures more than being levels of God. They quit because they pursue money and they they rather work all day than to come to a prayer meeting. And often they quit because they are discouraged. My friend, Noah preached for 120 20 years, and I'm quite sure he had some of these excuses and challenges, but he kept on keeping on, and he did what God told him to do. Yet Noah kept his focus on God and completed his divine assignment, which blessed him, which blessed his family, and which blessed the animal kingdom. Beloved, like Noah, your obedience can become a blessing to others, and your rebellion can become a liability to others. 1 Corinthians 15 58 says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain after a while. Let me tell you something. Your labor is not in vain. Finally, but not the least, like Noah, sometimes the task that God places upon us seems overwhelming. Sometimes, like Noah, the tasks that are laid upon us are quite challenging and difficult. Be confident that he will not, our Lord will not put any more on you than we can bear. He knows exactly where you are and he knows how much is enough for you. He will give us the wisdom and the strength to accomplish the assignment that he has laid upon us. For example, some of you have a difficult problem in the workplace. Others of you, is perhaps it's challenging a special need child. Or others of you, it's a difficult family member. Some of you are faced with a physical disability yourself. Some of you, it's a difficult spouse or caring for aging parents. Some of you have been abandoned when you've done all you could for the person you love and they abandon you. Some of you is the death of a primary provider. 
Some of you, life is difficult because you have a chronic illness. And others of you are going through difficulty because you've lost a dear, beloved loved one. Life can throw us some curves and challenges. But be confident in the scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 10, which says, And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, most gladly, I will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, in reproaches, in needs. Some of you have needs, but God is an on-time God. Just keep waiting, keep hoping, keep believing. He's a come-through God. Some of you have needs in the midst of persecution, in distress, for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then I am strong. I love that old song written by Annie Johnson Flint, which says, He giveth more grace as our burdens grow greater. He sendeth more rain as our labors increase. To added affliction, he addeth his mercy. To multiply trials, he multiplies peace. His love has no limits. His grace has no measure. His power, no boundaries known unto men. For out of his infinite riches in Jesus, he giveth and giveth and giveth again. Be not dismayed, whatever be tied. God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide. God will take care of you. Keep your eyes on Jesus. Refuse to be distracted and keep waiting on God. I've never heard a person in all my ministry said I regret it. Waiting on the Lord. Trust and obey, for there is no other way. And all God's children said, Amen. Father, we thank you for the message. I preach my heart out because I love people. I love the flock to which you've called me to shepherd. And I realize that I've got to stand before you in heaven and give an account to every message that I preach. And I realize some of them you're going to throw away, and some of them you're going to keep. I pray, Lord, that I hear your voice say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. And I pray that be the very words of these that hear us under my voice. And, Father, we realize those who are here are not here by accident. You ordered their presence here before the foundation of the world was even established. Lord, I pray they not sit and procrastinate or hesitate, nor moved at the command of God. And I pray that these under my voice would move toward the counselor and surrender their lives to Jesus. There are some who are saved but have no church home. I pray they've heard enough to say, this is the kind of preaching I need. It's the kind of preaching I want my family under. Let's get up and let's make it right and not wait, for we know not what tomorrow brings. I pray, Father, for those who 
don't even know you or unsure if they were to die today, they're not so sure whether they will go to heaven. That's a bad place to be at when eternity is hanging in the balance. I pray, oh God, that Satan not dupe and deceive them to sitting in that seat and they're accepting no good lies from the devil to keep them pinned to that seat and they miss the greatest blessing of coming to Jesus. We pray these blessings in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And all God's children said, amen. You heard the message. You understood the message. But now what are you going to do with the message? For those who don't have a church home, this has kind of been moving around. And uh, you can't grow just being transient. For those who are here and you, life has been hard. Or perhaps you're here today and you're in a hard place. And you can say like that old Negro spiritual, nobody knows the trouble I see. Nobody knows but Jesus. You're here today. We give you Jesus. And he's enough for you. And Satan will give you all kinds of excuses. Don't embrace them. You say, it's my first time here. Could be your last day on earth. You don't know. You're wise beyond your days. If you say, if daddy get up for his family, a mother get up, a child get up, a single, a widow, a widower, you say, I heard the word. I'm going to stand and walk and make my peace with God. He's enough for me in this evil world. And God will take care of you in the midst of an America that's sliding down spiritually. Like he took care of Noah in that corrupt day. He'll take care of you and he'll provide for you. But you got to stand up and be accounted for and not be ashamed to move out on his word. Life circumstances uniquely affect people differently, yet God's love, grace, and mercy are limitless. The good news is God's word is uniquely sufficient. He knows what to do in every situation. He made us and he knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us to trust him, lean on him, and to acknowledge him. Whether it's a success, a setback, or a failure, no matter what it is, God will order our steps when we depend on him and him alone to uniquely perform his good and perfect work within us. If you would like to make a special donation to support the radio ministry of Maranatha Bible Church, please visit our website at maranathasa.org. Select the Give option and choose the radio broadcast support fund. Thank you very much for your generosity. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.